Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So, So, So Sandler's, the Sandman movie podcast. Agabagoo! Hello and welcome back to So 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 Sandlerus, the Sandman movie podcast, a podcast where we discuss the movies of famed rock band drummer Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Jones and as always I am joined by my dearest friend and co-host Matt Wollstoneholm. Hi Matt. Welcome back everybody, we've got another week of uh, Adam Sandler going on here. Yeah. Glad to be back. Well it's been what two weeks since we've recorded so we've had a little break but now it's uh, It's good to be back with a decent movie. If if it was anything else we did previously, (laughs) (laughs) it would have been a struggle to come back like fucking five weeks in a row, which is not great. Like I know, obviously last week's we said it was good, but it was all right. (laughs) Yeah, have you gone back to watch Cornheads or no? No, I mean it's not to say I wouldn't like it. I probably would watch that movie again with someone. Say if someone's not seen it, like, oh, I'll watch this. Yeah, sure. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I threw my disc out the window. <laughs> I'm not going back ever to Godheads ever. Never again. <laughs> ever. Never, ever again. Um, yeah, it's been two weeks. How do we usually do this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. It's thrown me off my game. We've not recorded in what? Generally, like two weeks. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Um, well, we you usually start. I actually have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> this must be so frustrating to listen to. But I, we usually say, let's get into the movie. Then I throw in the trailer, and then no, you usually say, let's get in the movie, and we just chat shit for about ten. Minutes. Well, let's chat shit before <laughs> before we get into the movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, have you got all your notes ready? Is nothing going to die this week? Uh, no, I, I've got everything here. This week, I've actually gone off Wikipedia. So I've literally just copied it. Well, I'm on the Wikipedia <laughs> page. <laughs> My laptop is gone, so... No, 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 man. No, no, so I had to type on an iPad, and it just wasn't <laughs> It just wasn't working. So I've just copied... I've copied and pasted the Wikipedia. So we're going to go off that. Right, yeah, Matt, should we just get get, get into the movie? Yeah, let's give it okay. a go. We've got airheads. Oh, I was about to say cornheads. <laughs> now <and> again. <laughs> right, you, you have completely ruined one of my bits I was going to do, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we move on. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had that written down as well. Yeah. I've oh, got, I'm sorry. I, I've, I've got another. I've got another idea here. Um, okay, so this week's movie is Airheads. I can't take that tape from you. If it's unsolicited, I can't touch it. It's not easy to break into the music business, but these three guys. What's your secret code? 
I can't tell you my code. Just found a way. You guys are a unsigned band, and you broke into the radio station to get your demo played on the air? I just feel a little goofy with a water pistol. They don't know it's a water pistol. They think it's real. Whoops! Look, all I want to do is be heard, and then we're out of here. Okay, who are you guys? My name's Pip. The band. The band name. Sorry about that. Oh, man, look, it's the demo's wasted! Well, what are we gonna do now? Run! Hello, police. I'm surrounded. I don't want to go to jail. I'm fragile. Everybody on the floor right now. Uh, do, do you mind if I sit in a chair? I, I don't want to get all crowded. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, if she doesn't sit on the floor, I don't know why I have to. Sit down! Everybody else gets to sit in a chair except for you. Is everybody okay in there? He wants to know what your demands are for releasing the hostages. What's he mean by hostages? It's the inbreed. We asked for a whole bunch of weird stuff. This way we can plead insanity later. Number 13, naked pictures of B. Arthur. Excuse me? I think you're exceeding the maximum weight limit for that belt. Go! <laughs> <laughs> swimming pools. He doesn't wear a helmet, does he? You guys are crazy, man. Yoro! It's a plastic gun! A plastic gun! Now what are you gonna do about that? Chunk style? <laughs> Improvised. The Lone Rangers? What's wrong with that? Well, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. No idea what you're saying right now. Airheads. I cut a deal with them. We gotta send one person out. I'll go. One of the hostages, doof. Sorry. The music made them do it. Airheads are a taffy candy manufactured by Dutch Italian company Profitti Van Mel in Kentucky. They are created, they were created on August the 7th, 1985 by Steve Brewer. Wait a minute. <laughs> are available nationwide in the United States and Canada, where candy is available in 16 different flavors. Oh man, fuck airheads are pretty fucking good. <laughs> no, 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 they don't come up in this movie like I thought they might have done, but no, no they should have. Um, if, if you can go get yourself a pack of airheads, yeah, enjoy a pack of airheads when you listen to the airheads episode. A- anyway. Airheads is a 1994 American comedy film written by Rich Wilkes, directed by Michael Lehman, written by Rich Wilkes and starring Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, Ernie Hudson, Michael McKean, Judd Nelson, Michael Richards and Joe Mantegna. Let's have a look at these guys. So Rich Wilkes, he's an American filmmaker musician and he hasn't done much at all. Oh, he wrote Bulletproof 2, which is a sequel to um, Bulletproof, which we're doing in a couple of weeks, but it doesn't feature Adam Sandler or Damon Wayans. I think he's got Cedric the Entertainer, maybe? Oh, yeah. Good old Cedric. Um, maybe not, Cedric. <laughs> maybe not Cedric You lost Dempster. yourself in your notes, sir. Yeah. He also writ- wrote uh, the characters for Triple X. The Return of Xander yeah. Cage, Triple X, Triple X, State of Union, Triple X. He was creator, writer, and an actor where he played the tall guy. The tall guy. Yep. Is that, and is that his that was is his, that his credit? All right. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> and then M- Michael Lehman, who's the director of this movie, uh, he directed Heather's with uh what's her face from Mr. Deeds. What's her name? Winona Ryder. Winona Winona Ryder. Uh directed I've never uh, even heard of that movie. Yeah. Um, Heather's is a no. 19, 1989 American black comedy team film written by Daniel Waters and directed by Michael Lehman. Um, All right, guys, switch reverse. This is actually a Heather's podcast now. We're, uh, we're ready to go. Uh, all I know, oh, it, it was adapted into a musical. Okay, let's get back to Airheads. Where were we? <laughs> you you started with the, with the cast, I think, or just with director. <laughs> um, yeah so <laughs> podcast as well but we'll, we'll get to that later on right matt it is time for our very first famous world famous segment called curb that blub oh uh, yes this is how we usually kick off 
There we go. We've we found our feet again. <laughs> so what I've done is I've found a plot synopsis online, and I'm gonna tell you it, and then you've got to decide whether we curb that blurb or we let it walk free. So, Matt, Chez, Rex, and Pip are a band known as the Lone Rangers, and all they're looking for is some attention. But when they take over a radio station with fake guns in order to get their song played over the airwaves, they get a little more than they bargained for. And this was written by Michael Silver. Michael Silver also left an email address, like the guy last week, but <laughs> it was we'll too leave, much. We'll leave that one be. Eh? <laughs> it was too much effort to edit it out. So, Matt, would you like to curb that blurb, or would you like to let it walk free? I think we can curb stop that. I think that's a pretty shit. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was pretty boring. Doesn't really it? say much, does it? No, not at all. That, that one's pretty boring. But I, I agree. We will uh, curb that blurb. I couldn't find many reviews online from like critics that were funny, so I've decided to skip out on those. But I, but I found a, uh, but I found a couple from fans online. So this one is from Anne, and she gave this movie one and a half stars, and she said. This would never happen in 2022 because of Spotify, which is fair. You're not, you're not wrong, Anne. I can't it, argue with that, but, you know, fuck me. It's be fun at parties, eh? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, if this was 2022, they'd be straight on Spotify. If this was 2012, they'd be SoundCloud artists. Yeah. How, how do people get discovered now? YouTube? TikTok. Oh, yeah, that's true. YouTube and TikTok. Can, can you imagine this band on TikTok? Fuck no, fuck. I don't. I mean, I don't have a TikTok, so (laughs) you'd be fucking lost on me there. And then we got five stars here from Sydney, and she says, "God gave me three holes for a reason." (laughs) Jesus, nice. (laughs) She a groupie then? I'm I'm guessing she's talk. Big fan of the band. Yeah, she has to be talking about the main three. Oh, she's definitely a big fan of the Lone Ranger. Steve, uh, Steve Buscemi's good, good looking in this as well. And he's usually not. Uh, yeah, he's usually giving a lot of shit as a very... <laughs> he's, yeah, he's looking kind of handsome. Yeah. And yeah, then finally... Rock, oh, so, sorry. If, apparently he was based on somebody from Pantera. Rex from Fuck Pantera. Them. Oh, they all just look the, the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, every single one looks exactly the same. Right, and then before we move on to the plot, uh, Matt, what do you think this movie had on Rotten Tomatoes, critics-wise? Oh, I don't know, actually, because I actually really like this. I thought this was a good movie. Uh, but fuck me, Adam Sandler, as we know, does not do well on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm going to go with at least, I'll go like 63. 25%. Fuck off, what? 25% of critics give this a positive review. And I, I think you're going to be more shocked with the audience reviews. What, what do you think the audience? Oh, no. Or, oh, audience no, that's give not us? good. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to drop down there. Because what? We, we've got big I, we've got big stars in Brendan Fraser. We've got Adam Sandler. You'd think this would be an audience pleaser because it, it was an this, easy watch. This is a big, like, a really big, a good cast. Up. Yeah. And, oh. like, it's, it's a big step up as well. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, if oh, you've you've thrown me off now, or I'm like fifty. Fifty exact. Fifty exactly. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, nah. This movie's definitely better than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. I I think fifty percent of audience give this a positive review. I don't understand how you could give it a negative review. Like, there's not enough it's... in it to make it bad. No. Yeah. Like even some of the stuff I didn't really like, I was like. I can suspend a little bit of disbelief for that. Like, yeah, like, yeah, the rest of the movie definitely makes up for it. So, right. What I'm going to do is, yeah, I'm going to read off Wikipedia because, as I said, I couldn't type this week. So, I've literally just got the whole plot here. So, we'll we'll read through it. (laughs) I I actually actually found it more difficult to make notes for this because I found myself like actually, because I'd not seen it before. So, I was actually enjoying the movie. So, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) 20 minutes behind. That, that, that was my main problem as well. Um, right, okay, just back, cut in whenever you want. Chaz, Rex and Pip are in a Los Angeles band, a uh, hard rock band called the Lone Rangers, who are 
continuously turned down as they tried to get their demos tape heard by record producers like Jimmy Wig. So the, the first the first scene is just Brandon Fraser sneaking in to this record production company, isn't he, as the delivery guy? Yeah, so you see him, like, he's got his little delivery uniform on and he just finesses all the security, gets on the elevator and manages to find his way to an executive. Yeah, and then... Yeah, he, he does all right. I, I think he's done it before, though, because the security guard recognises him, doesn't he? It's like, it's yeah, that delivery they, they guy again. <laughs> they all know him as, like, that crazy guy who's just, like, running around the building trying to find people. But then, yeah... Hey, you he, know, you've got you've to... You've got to fucking get out there and put your name out there. This guy is clearly... Yeah. He runs into, um, yeah, he runs into Jimmy Wig, played by uh, Judd Nelson, and he's like, hey, uh, I, I got my tape. Can you give it a listen? And he's like, no, uh, I can't take unsolicited tapes. Um, I've got to have permission to listen to it. Yeah, some shit like that. I didn't but really know what he was going on about there. Who, whose permission does he need? Surely it's yeah. just the artist's he- permission. <laughs> It's like the artist, and then he's the one that's like making the decision. So, like, I think he's just trying to get him to fuck off, really, isn't he? Yeah, but he just like he's just kind of blowing him off. He, he keeps on going, I can't take the tape. I can't. So, uh, after a while, Brendan Fraser decides to leave and goes back to his apartment. And then his girlfriend comes in. And then... well, what is it? He tells him he can't, they can't like take the music, uh, like from them. They have to play on the radio first. And oh, yeah. Yeah, like a record label. So obviously, like sets up for the rest of the movie, but but they're the record really label. Weird. Yeah. So they like, what? What is it? They need to play on the radio before going to the record label. Yeah, that's like the crux of the movie, I guess. Or like at least the setup of the plot. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then, but <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Really, but basically, Jimmy Wade can't play. Can't take the record. So this yeah. uh, fucking Judd Nelson. This builds up the whole thing. And then after scolding him for being lazy, Ch- Chad's girlfriend, Kayla, kicks him out of her apartment. So, yeah, Brendan Fraser goes back to the apartment and he's just there. Like, he, he is a waste of space, really. And then it's Yeah, like, and this is he's literally just a waste of oxygen. Like, <laughs> he's doing fuck all, sat around watching TV. What, what, what do you think of his girlfriend? She's fucking violent. Yeah, she, just, she's very, like fucking bipolar she just flips on him like no one's business like she tells like he tells her oh yeah i just went to the radio and i spoke with an executive she's like all oh, lovey-dovey and then she immediately just starts throwing shit at him and throws him out um, um and then, it's like what the fuck uh, and then after he gets kicked out he goes to see steve uh he goes to see rex which is played by steve buscemi in uh in the toy store in a toy shop and then this this brings things in later on. So Steve Buscemi, yeah. he, he likes to collect toys. And in his apartment, he's got things like Stretch Armstrong and Crash Test Dummies and a bunch of other shit. But what, yeah. does, what does the store manager say? I, I remember this being funny, but I can't remember it at all. Oh, fuck. I, now nah, you've lost me. I don't, I don't think I wrote anything down for it. I, th- I think it was like, Rex, I need you to work this weekend. And then he was like, Steve... I don't give a fuck and just walked out with Brendan <laughs> Fraser, something, something like that. And then, oh no, he's he's. I don't know if it's his boss. Is it is it his boss or is it one of the other like a supervisor or something? Yeah, I, to him and he just I think it's a supervisor. Tells him to go fuck himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not, not much happens yet. And then we're introduced to Adam Sandler's character Pip. Can't remember remember what happens here. But then he's they just basically say he loves cleaning pools. Eh? Oh yeah, he's a pool cleaner. <laughs> Damn pool cleaners, <laughs> and then yeah, now is it the, the then the band? He's got like, a skinhead in this as well, which is really weird. But yeah. you obviously don't really see it. But yeah, he's, he's got he's, like full like shaved head because he's got his silly little cap on. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Pip is a pool cleaner, and then yeah, they're in Buscemi's apartment, and there's a bunch of toys here. And then yeah, we're, like my then first we're... note I've got on this is just they're all just massive kids. Yeah. And then like they're all just grown up. In this scene, we're introduced to the main plot device of uh, of the movie, which is this realistic water pistol that's filled with hot sauce. Yeah, so they've got mini uses that were too real to sell in the toy store because they sorry they would look too real. And then yeah, they fill them with hot sauce, and here we go. <laughs> here we go. And then 
uh, that night, the band decides to go to a Sons of Thunder gig presented by Ian from Rebel Ra uh, Radio. Sons of Thunder thank Ian and the radio station and say that uh, they are the reason that they got signed to uh, a record label. Then the band decides to go to the local rock station KPPX to play their reel-to-reel -reel tape on the air and attempt to break in through the back door. So after the gig, um, the band decide to go to uh, this radio station and they attempt to break in in a couple of different ways. Like, what, does Sandler insert his credit card? Yeah, so he, there's like a key card <laughs> like thing and he puts in like the ATM and like, <laughs> like times his like six digit pin in or whatever. <laughs> uh, 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 what is it? He's like, what's your secret code? I don't want to tell you my secret code. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then um, it gets uh, eaten up by the machine, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> just says fuck off. Uh, Come on now. And then they attempt to break in another couple of different ways. And then a station employee named Susie comes out for a smoke. And this is her and Adam Sandler. They just lock eyes and instantly fall for each other. Yeah, they just kind of headed off. Uh... And then Susie gets called back into the station. But before she gets called... Before the door closes, Brendan Fraser drops his bag from above. That was pretty fucking cool, actually. I yeah. didn't really notice what happened at first, and I was like, "Oh, oh no, nice." Um, uh, drops his bag from above, and then it just keeps the door from shutting behind her. Yeah, it, like lands on the door, so it can't close fully. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty clever coming from uh, idiots like this. Yeah. Um. Once inside, laid back DA, DJ Ian the Shark begins talking with some of them on air. Station manager Milo overhears them and interview intervenes, but Ian continues broadcasting. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was a pretty, I, pretty good part of the, like, I don't know how to say, but they way, yeah, he just kind of he flicks them on air and then just gives them the mic and just just like, oh, this could be fucking interesting. Yeah, let's see what goes on. And then um, so. Ian is played by Joe Mantegna, who is Fat Tony from The Simpsons. And then I, I was what, listening to this and I was like, that voice, there's something about this guy's voice that's just fucking throwing me off. And then I looked at it later and was like, oh, no way. It's fucking, I know I knew that name from somewhere. Uh, uh, but yeah, so he's the uh, Fat Tony. And then, yeah, he, he just gives them the mic and then they just start talking and then the manager milo who's played by uh mckean from last week who was in the ins back again again yeah he's back as the bad guy again i guess and then he he goes into the booth and he's like uh stop stop recording what is this and then he's just having a go at uh having a go at the band and then he ends up calling rex a uh, hollywood boulevard trash and then this causes rex to pull a gun out from his bag yeah he pulls pulls and <laughs> pulls a gun from his bag and just takes them all hostage. And you're just this. The situation escalates immediately. Yeah. After Milo insults Rex by calling the Hollywood Boulevard trash, he and Chaz put a realistic looking water pistol filled with hot sauce and demand airplay. And then they pull out the tape and then they're like, oh yeah, we can't play this. Why didn't you bring uh, the cassette tape and Brendan Fraser? Yeah, what, what is it he brings out like, <laughs> the fucking so, yeah, some like real yeah, Brendan Fraser pulls out the actual like the master reel of uh yeah of the recording, and then the Rex is like, why, why didn't you just bring the tape? And Brendan Fraser's character is like, um, oh, I didn't bring the tape because it washes out my back and vocals. <laughs> and then gotta be a perfectionist. And then Ian's like, oh yeah, we can't play this. We we need to set up a real to real uh real to real player. Um, where, where is it? Ah, oh, some other fucking machine that they need yeah. for the music. Yeah, so, so they go to find this reel-to-reel -reel player somewhere in the building, and then after they set it up, they uh, play. Um, they, they they start playing the yeah, song. So they grab what they grab like two more people hostage at this point. Yeah. They're, they're, oh yeah, they're just going around grabbing people hostages. So like anyone that's in the building. <laughs> Uh, and then as soon as they set it up, they press play, and then the drums kick in, and it's it's a pretty decent song. Yeah, it goes for like a like just a couple seconds, eh? And then... yeah, and then the whole machine blows up. Just, just as uh, a fucking meltdown. After setting up the real, uh, the, an old reel to reel, 
uh, for the demo. The tape begins to play, but is quickly destroyed um, when the player malfunctions. After this, the uh, the band decides they're like, "Oh fuck it, we got to get out of here now." Then because we yeah, can't play, we, we can't play our track. We we got these guns out, so they run to the exit, uh, run to the first exit, and um, they open the door and police are outside. And the police have been called by a character played. Yeah, Michael Richards is back. Michael Richards is back. Uh, His character's name is Beach. So, uh, yeah, they run to the first door and they're like, oh, shit, cops are here. And then they try to figure out if the cops are there for them. So they send Adam Sandler's character out and he's just doing these classic Adam Sandler things. Like he walks to the car, the cop walks to the car. He takes a step back. The cop takes a step back, trying to figure yeah, out. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> then Adam Sandler just does his classic Adam Sandler, like old man. <laughs> and then he goes to he goes to run to the car. Then the cop runs after him, and then he just runs back inside. And like, yeah, the cops yeah. here for us. But <laughs> is this cop played by Alan Cover? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I yeah. was looking at him and I was like, fuck me. He because, looks so young in this. Because he pops up later on. Who is he later on? He, he's just, he, he has one line uh, as a copper. So I was just wondering if it was the same uh, same car. Oh, no, yeah, it is It is definitely him. Because he turns around and like looks at the camera and you see him. <laughs> After they fail to get out to that exit, they go to the front exit, same thing. Cops are there as well. And then they try a third exit and... Uh, yeah, they are surrounded by cops. Then um, yeah, so whole building surrounded. They've got all the hostages. Yeah, and they're a bit fucked at this point. <laughs> completely fucked. Um, then the band take a bunch of employees into a room. One of these employees is David Arquette from Scream and Eight Legged Freaks. Yeah, nice. Eight he's, Legged he's, Freaks. What a fucking movie. He, he's so young. He's, yeah, he's, he's like 20 and he's just like bleach blonde, like yeah. fucking full slim shady. And then, um, yeah. he's, but he's hilarious in this as well. Oh, he's just he, having he's a fantastic. great time. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts of, yeah, of the movie is at the end after they release all the hostages. And then, like, Spoiler after. Alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> and then <laughs> at the end, he, he comes back. Back to the door, he's like, "Let me in! I want to come back. <laughs> yeah. in. I want to be back on the hostage." Um, <laughs> yeah. After they take a bunch of uh, hostages into uh, this room, a bunch of uh, other police um, policemen show up, um, including Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's in this movie as the chief of police. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson's in this. We have two Ghostbusters in this movie. We've had three, three out of four Ghostbusters in two weeks. Three out of four in two weeks. That's not bad. And uh, Chris Farley's back again. He, I thought, I was well upset. I thought he was going to be in this way more than he is. Like he's, he's not in it much, but he is good in this. I didn't understand. I didn't realize how much Chris Farley was in before he passed away. He's in loads. Yeah, he's in loads of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I had no idea. Um, but yeah, um. Ernie Hudson and Chris Farley, as well as Alan Covert. And then Ian and Chaz, uh, they go to have a conversation and Ian tries to get Chaz to realise that this has gone too far and they need to give themselves up. And, um, oh, where am I? Um, Yeah, so they have a conversation and Ian is trying to, like, hint to Chaz that they need to give up uh, because... uh, everything has gone too far. Like there's guns involved, there's police involved and he just needs to surrender. But Chaz takes the wrong lesson here. And uh, he, he says uh, the lesson that he's realized is that his girlfriend Kayla has a copy of the tape. So the only way to resolve this is to find Kayla and bring that tape into, yeah, so they can in, get into the station so they can tape. get the airplay. <laughs> I get get on the pretty, radio pretty much, and then um, yeah, since the station never went off air, news of the hostage crisis travels quickly, and numerous ro- uh, hard rock and metal fans begin showing up outside the radio station, interfering with the police. Then uh, Chaz goes outside to negotiate with the police, and Chaz tells the police about the tape that's with his girlfriend, and now they decided to go to find her. 
Um, what is it as well? They ask for like loads of random crazy shit from the police and the hostage yeah. so they can plead insanity. Yeah, <laughs> this comes uh, later on, I think. But the police are like, uh, oh, send out uh, one hostage to show good faith and then we'll, we'll go get the tape. And then everybody's like, uh, and then what's his name? Milo's like, I, w- I want to go, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone decides to send Yvonne. Oh, yeah. The, so they the, send the reception. <laughs> <That laughs> the, so... the receptionist. That was one of my favorite bits of that movie because she's just not asked. Like, she's no. just, fuck this. I don't want to be here. I hate all this shit. And then what is it? He's Brendan Fraser just turns around and he's like, yeah, grab your shit and go. You'll be home in time for The Simpsons. <laughs> yes, yeah, sweet. I'm going. Fuck this. I'm out. Uh, um... <laughs> Yeah, so so the police are tasked to go and find Kayla with this photo that Brendan Fraser has of her, but the photo that Brendan Fraser has of her is just her in in a bikini, full ass shot. Yeah, and you, and you can you can barely see her face. <laughs> Be like trying to find someone in a random bar with like a fucking Playboy centerfold picture of. Her. Uh, so yeah. Okay, um, with this photo, Chris Farley is tasked to go and find her um, somewhere. And then after they send Yvonne out, uh, Rex and Pip uh, practice holding hostages because Pip isn't uh, isn't too comfortable with holding a gun and being mean to people. And then after a while, Pip really gets into it and he just goes, I'm going to stab you in the head with my dick and it's going to bleed <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Just one of those things when you you're just so angry you can't think of anything to say and a bunch of words come out. <laughs> yep. And then, and then I, what? My, Michael Richards says this while he's also while he's a yeah. diehard on his way through the fucking vents in the roof. <laughs> yeah. So so he he's got a completely different idea. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Richards is in the vents. He heard the break in earlier on. Decided to ring the place and just jump in the vents. Pretty much. Yeah, so he's just crawling around in the fucking air ducts the whole movie. Um, and then after this, a SWAT team arrives and end up speaking to Beach on the phone, who's uh, Michael Richards, and then they plan for him to be the man on the inside. Yeah, so he's the only free one. They don't know he's there. Yeah. And, and then he's speaking with the SWAT guy, but not the lead negotiator, eh? Yeah. The lead negotiator is uh, Ernie Hudson, and Ernie the Hudson. Lead, lead SWAT guy is just this deranged man yeah he's, he's just, just a this psychopath. crazy cop he's a complete psychopath and then yeah we just get a montage of uh rocking out and then going around the uh station collecting music from milo's office the band are having fun they're on the radio having a chat blah 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 and then we get a live phone call in to the station Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Do you know who rung in? Yeah, so there's one... I don't know. I don't know if the guy the first call is, but then obviously we get fucking <laughs> Beavers, <laughs> Beavers and Butthead giving him a call for the second one. I really like this. I really wasn't expecting it. it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So Airheads is set in the Beavers and Butthead universe, along with I can see da- that. Daria and Jackass 3D. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, that really threw me for a second, but I was like, no, that's fucking hilarious. Give me some Beavis and Bird. Airheads were doing the uh, cinematic universe before Before Marvel Marvel even got going. And then... Oh, no, this is probably like four years before Blade Day. Yeah, I think so. And then we we got uh, a hard R word. And then we cut to a newscast... um, Saying about the hostage situation and saying how horrible this band is and saying blah blah blah, and then um, so the band realised that they're actually in quite a bit of trouble considering what's going on. Yeah, I think they realised that <laughs> there's like fifty cops outside the SWAT team are here and <laughs> yeah, and, got and like ten people hostage and they're all over the news. And then I've just written here: being SWAT guy gets a divorce because of skid marks. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Been leaving, uh, been leaving presents in his underwear. Yeah, and I think he got a divorce Ruffy because bastard. I, I, I think there's a, a line. He no, he, he talks about um, his, his wife. His wife is fucking the bull boy. Yeah, which is, uh, which is, it's kind of like you led to believe that it's Adam Sandler's character. <laughs> it has to be. Um, and that's and, when he's like, nah, fuck these guys. And he's like, he said he's a bull boy. He's a fucking bull boy. And he just goes nuts. <laughs> Uh, uh, during this whole crisis it is revealed that Milo has secretly signed a deal to change KPPX's format to adult contemporary which includes having to fire Ian and most of the other employees when this comes out Ian and the few employees and the few and a few employees side with a band and turn against Milo so yeah through the whole montage earlier on we see um we see Rex uh, in Milo's office like looking through the CDs that he's got and realize that they're not all all uh, rock CDs. I think I think they're like John Denver CDs or something. Yeah, there's some weird shit. That's like how like what was one of them is like listen to like rain noises or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, just like soothing like ASMR music, I guess. Uh, and then he finds a p- pair of sailor shorts as well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they were in there though. It's a fucking radio show. <laughs> no, no idea, but uh, yeah, Rex brings these CDs into the main. Uh, recording studio and it's like what the fuck are these what and then it's revealed that uh milo's changing uh changing everything over and this just pisses everyone off um then the police find kayla at a club yeah chris farley's yeah character he's he's out on the uh, on the hunt for this girl and I really like how he just walks into this punk bar and just yep. immediately gets thrown into a mosh pit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, this um, one guy pushes him and then he just gets fucking bounced around. And uh, what White Zombie are playing with Rob, Rob Zombie as... Uh, yeah. As, as so I, I looked at the cast and I was like, fuck, I don't remember seeing Rob Zombie in this movie, but... Can I, can I just say, and I've said, what, what, what year are we now? 22. Yeah. Or, I've been saying this for 15 years. Fuck Rob Zombie. <laughs> Honestly. All right. I'm here for it. Fuck for Rob it. Zombie. <laughs> what, what, what vendetta have you got against Rob Zombie? Halloween 2007 is the worst film I've ever seen in my life. And he completely <laughs> ruined Michael Myers for me. And then the sequel, Halloween 2, is even worse. So Halloween 2007 <laughs> is not the worst film I've ever seen. He completely ruined the character, the feel, everything Halloween because he just turned it into torture porn bullshit. <laughs> I, I hated Rob Zombie for 15 years. <laughs> and the hate, the hate yeah. shows no sign of stopping. Uh-huh. All right. 
Um, <laughs> I, I have no personal grievances with Rob Zombie, but as Gary says, fuck Rob Zombie. And then Chris Farley, Chris Farley gets into a into a fight with some rockers. They rip off his badge and like fold it in half. And then the rockers like, "What are you gonna do now, pig?" And Chris Farley's like, "Improvise." And he just rips out his nipple rings. Yeah, just casual like like he's just pulling a fucking can off and like a top off a can of coke or something. Just or uh, yanks his nipple off. Oh, and. <laughs> um, after this, now the band decides to make some uh, crazy demands so they can plead, plead insanity. Oh, is this? Oh, this is yeah. Right. So, so they've asked for a football helmet full of cream cheese, uh, <laughs> uh, multiple copies of uh, Moby Dick, and yeah, what is he gets <laughs> like forty-eight copies of Moby Dick? Yeah, and he's like, "What?" No, she asked him. It's like, "Oh, the book or the movie?" He's like, "They made a book about that." <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that was a funny line. Uh, yeah, 48 copies of uh, Moby Dick and then uh, naked pictures of uh, the Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, after this, uh, Lizzie and Pip, they start making out and then they end up having sex in Milo's office. Oh, yeah, then they end up on their own again. Yeah. They're making on. <laughs> At some point uh, in this film, I, I don't know where, when it is, but she says to Milo, I, th- I think it's after it's discovered that everybody's going to get fired. And she's like, all those blowjobs for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, then, no, it must be just before this, eh? Because he's, he's like yeah. tied up for the rest of the week. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's after it's discovered he's trying to sell the thing. And then the uh, SWAT team SWAT team search the uh, band's van and finds a lot of pool cleaning stuff. And assuming the words, they speak to Beach and they agree to meet on the roof. Um, then on the roof, the SWAT team secretly passes a gun to Beach. And now he's gone full, full diehard. Yeah, so he's... <laughs> Just doing some slapstick diehard before, like setting himself on fire and fucking falling down like vent shafts and stuff. But now, yeah. now he's got a little MP5 and he's coming for fucking coming for blood. Yeah. Um, and then Ian announces it's his last night on the radio and interviews Chaz live on air. The crowd are loving it. Ian is done with Milo and just and he, yeah, he's just making the most of his last night. He's playing the music that he wants. He's having fun with this. The hostage situation he's getting getting guests to call in blah 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 and he's just making the most of it um then milo catches liz and pip having sex um in his office and then the power is completely cut off oh yeah the police shut all the power down to the building so they're not alive nothing's going on anymore they're a bit fucked yep and then I, after this we've got our third uh ghostbuster and yeah, how Harold Ramis just yeah. shows up out of nowhere. Harold Ramis comes up as a, I, I think he's a record producer, uh, and then the band are like, oh, and then he's like, yeah, we 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 want to sign you to our record label, blah blah blah, and then the band's like, oh, prove that you're a record producer. And it's like, whose side did he take in the Van Halen split? Eddie Van Halen or whatever? And it's like, uh, Van Halen. And it's like, he's a cop. He's a cop. He's a. Cop. <laughs> like, I'm it's not a cop. I'm not a cop. Yeah, <laughs> and then and they're like, okay, second question: uh, Who would win in a boxing match, Lemmy or God? And he's like, uh, God. And he's like, trick question: Lemmy is God. And then <laughs> and Lemmy shows up in this movie later on. As well. <laughs> yeah, and then we get we get Lemmy about twenty minutes after this in the yeah. crowd. Um, so so yeah, uh, th- this doesn't work out. And then after this. Um, also, is this when, yeah, because he Chaz goes outside. Yeah, right? Chaz and Rex uh, go outside and then uh, they d- rile up the crowd crowd and demand that the power goes back on. But I, oh, I, yeah, but is this where they, they yeah. call him out for yeah <laughs> being a geek in high school? His real name is what is it? It's Chester. Yeah, and, and then a bunch of people in the crowd are saying all the geeky stuff that they did. And so I can't remember any of the geeky stuff that the crowd said. I've got the thing here. Yeah, go um, on. <laughs> this guy is John. John Melendez is credited in this movie as constantly masturbating rockers. <laughs> his line in this is like, "I used to masturbate constantly," and that's it. 
like sweet. And then there's Rich. It was Rich Wilkes the director? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. The corduroy pants rocker. So he he admits that he used to wear corduroy sock, corduroy pants. Sorry. And uh, there's another guy who said he used to play Dungeons and Dragons, and then you got Lemmy as well, who said he used to edit a school magazine. Oh, yeah. There we go. And then so they were all nerds back in the day. And then at this apart, point, like apart from the masturbating guy, he was just having a wank. He's <laughs> <laughs> having the time of his life. And then at this point, the crowd are riled up, and Charles just starts shouting, "Rodney King, Rodney King." Yeah, that one really threw me. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then we 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 cut back. Work, to, yeah, then the crowd are completely riled up, and then we cut back to um, oh, what's the name of this actor? I can't remember his name, but we cut Hello? back to uh, Reggie Kathy's uh, character Marcus, and he just goes, he, "He's a black guy." And he just goes, why Rodney King? And Adam Sandler just goes, you know, he's that guy. And no, I, yeah, he's <laughs> like, they, they're doing the Rodney King chant and the only black person yeah. in the hostage situation is like, oh, who's that? <laughs> and then Adam Sandler's like, oh, you know, that guy. But <laughs> there was some weird race stuff in this movie. Like, that could have been cut out. And there's a thing earlier on where Sandler asks Yvonne, just goes, Yvonne, why don't black people like me? Yeah, <laughs> there was a good part of the movie, but yeah, there's some really weird, like, just yeah. odd. Like, the Rodney, like, why are they chanting Rodney King? Like, I get it, they're in LA, and it's like the early 90s, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there, there's some real, uh, re- some real uh, weird race things in this movie. Um after this, uh, Kayla arrives at the radio station to deliver the tape. She, oh, earlier on in the movie, Kayla's in the car and she's listening to uh, this tape. And then she decides to eject and just goes, fuck you, and throws, uh, throws the tape out the, uh, out the car window. And then throughout the movie, it gets slowly more and more destroyed. But yeah, K- Kayla arrives at the uh, radio station, delivers the tape that she's just picked up. And she uh, finds out that Chaz's real name is Chester. And he was losing. Oh yeah, okay. Blah blah blah. Um, the tape is damaged because Kayla threw it out of the car earlier. Chaz and Kayla get into an argument that quickly escalates and results in the studio console being destroyed. Dashing any hopes to play the tape on air. Yeah, so she just fucks everything up by throwing a chair through a window. <laughs> yeah, breaking all the and equipment. Completely ruins the only uh, studio console in this professional radio station. Yeah, the only one in the whole building. Yep. And a massive building as well. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> she she really is violent in this movie. She's oh, a hurling shit about. She's awful. And then uh, after this, they make up because Chaz is like, Kayla, I love you. Yeah. And then works, all is forgiven. Um, as some of the items the band demanded from police are brought into the station, the door shuts on Rex's plastic gun and reveals it to be fake. So things like the cheese, uh, cream cheese filled helmet come in and then the door just shuts and it snaps um, the uh, toy gun. Seeing this, uh, some of the hostages run out, one telling the SWAT team that the ba- uh, band's guns are not real. As the team assembles to storm the station, Beach corners the band from a low-hanging air vent, knowing he is no longer... Oh, yeah, okay. So we'll go back a bit um, there. So yeah, yeah. Yes. So they all see that the gun's not real, and then they all just like fucking run they, straight out into the crowd. They decide to run out, and um, yeah. because they realize that they're not in any uh, danger of getting shot. And then um, once the SWAT team uh, finds out that they're using fake guns, they decide to uh, surround the building. But as they're surrounding the building, Michael Richards' uh, character comes from the air vent and um, brandishes the gun at the band, and then. Ian, who's the uh, the DJ, he knows that he's not going to have a job tomorrow, so he just decides to smack the gun out of Beach's hand, and as the gun hits the floor, it just rapidly fires absolutely everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just like this gun just <clears throat> unloads the whole clip. <laughs> that that, that was a risky the, move. Um, a risky move. It, it causes a weapon to widely 
wildly fire several rounds and the police are forced to back off. Ian picks up the gun but gives it to somewhat confused Chaz in a final act of anti-establishment rebellion. So Ian picks up the gun, <laughs> he brandishes at the band and then he's like, actually, the guy who took me hostage earlier, you, you take the real gun. Yeah, I've just, I just wrote a note of this. Uh, oh, wait, no. So there's, there's another bit in this movie. So when they run outside, like, freaking David Arquette's character, they're obviously all still hostages. He just runs into the crowd and he's having a grand old time. Like, <laughs> we're free, we're free. And then Marcus's character, the only black guy there, runs into the crowd and just immediately gets arrested by, like, eight cops. (laughs) And he just gets slammed up against this fucking van. (laughs) And I was just like, fucking hell, that's a bit on the nose. But Jesus, it's not true. I I forgot about that. Um... Yeah, and then, then, yeah, so then they turn around. The DJ's still there, and he gives Brendan Fraser back the the real gun. Yeah, and then... I've just got to hear that... DJ understands what true rock and roll is. That's that's the note I've written. And then uh, Chaz rings Ernie Hudson and is like, "What the fuck? Why did you give this guy a gun?" And then we, <laughs> and then Ernie Hudson realizes that uh, the the SWAT team were going behind his back, or whatever. And then um, yeah, Jimmy Wing, who was the record um, executive from the start of the movie, he comes to the radio station and he offers the band a contract. Um, the band agree to the deal, knowing that they have no more options. And then Milo's like, oh, you, you just signed a record deal. How about I become your manager? Milo's just instantly switches from a guy that hates hates these people to wanting to be their manager. He's like, I'll take a... <laughs> it's just like, well, I can make some money here. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a 10% cut. And then they eventually uh, get that down to, um, uh, to 5%. 5%. Yeah. And then the contract is signed and the band celebrates. And then Chaz finds out that Wing hasn't actually listened to the song. And then he's not happy. So he's like, this is what I think of your contract. And he just wipes his ass with it. And then somebody just goes, he just wiped his ass with that contract? <laughs> yes, he did. Grand <laughs> act of defiance. <laughs> and then Wing tells Chaz that... Um, if he leaves the building, he's already a celebrity because of uh, what's gone down today. But without the record label behind them, he will get into trouble and will go to jail. He, he says something like, um, rock stars don't go to jails when they're with record labels. L- look at that guy from, uh, oh, what, what band is it? Um, what, what band is Tommy Lee playing? Mm, I don't know. Uh, Motley Crue? Motley Crue, yeah. He's like, look, look at that guy from Motley Crue. He killed somebody and only got 30 days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Fucking true, though. Yeah. Um, so jail. Ch- Chaz, um, Chaz agrees again to be to sign up to Wing because uh, he does want to he doesn't want anybody to get into trouble for what um, what's gone down today. And Wing is like fantastic. And then he Wing arranges an entire stage and sound system to be airlifted to the roof where the band will play their song because there's a crowd outside. Um, yeah, so there's like fucking a thousand of these punk rockers just yeah. still outside <laughs> loving this radio show. And then a full, whole sta- movie. full stage just shows up with a helicopter. Yeah, so they just get a helicopter with the entire stage with like fully like decked out and it <laughs> they just fly in and land it on is, is it on the yeah it's on the roof eh? yeah it's on the roof and yeah. then um the, the band go to play but then they realize that everything is fake fake yeah, amps, so fake, no fake guitars no like yeah, yeah everything's no, no, fucked no nothing and then they're like um we're, we're not gonna play this blah 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 and then wings like oh it's for the music video it's for the music video just mime but what tape are they playing? Are they playing the tape that was damaged? I think so, yeah. Because I think they like fixed it. Because I think they like respooled it or some shit. And but, but then it, but it if was every, ready to go. If everything's fake, how how's the crowd gonna hear? So that's what I was because that's what I was confused at. Because they said they've got all fake stuff on there, but then they play it and it's just coming out of some massive speakers anyway. So yeah. So why, why didn't they just connect everything up to the speakers? Yeah, I wasn't really. Um, no idea. You, I was I was on the same page there. That didn't really make sense. And then, yeah, r- refusing to lip sync as their tape is played, they instead destroy the, the instruments in protest 
uh, to the delight of the crowd and stage dive into the hands of the cheering audience. Yeah, they're on the roof though. They watch yeah. this and they stage dive like <laughs> fucking twenty feet into the ground. Well, uh, with, with this uh, building, we know somebody who's fallen from this building and has actually died. Oh. Well, not us personally, but uh, one Hans Gruber. One Hans Gruber did yeah. indeed. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they they completely try everything and just get taken over by the crowd and then they're loving life and then next thing you know the Lone Ridges are seen playing a gig inside the prison where they are incarcerated as Kyla and Susie dance in the background. The concert is being shown live on MTV. Now their manager Ian says on the phone to an unknown person that the Lone Ridges will start touring in six months or three months if they behave themselves. A postscript states that the Lone Rangers served three months for kidnapping, theft, and assault with hot pepper sauce, and their album Live in Prison going triple platinum. And that's the movie. Nice. That is the movie. Decent yeah. ending. You just get them in prison playing a live show. I quite enjoyed that. I did. I could happily watch this again. I, I would watch that again. I, I was reading a couple of the reviews, and people like they were like, how can you get the three stars who are so funny, but the movie not be funny at all and i think there was some funny bits in this i think nah, there's definitely some good redeeming qualities in this movie i think this is the most coherent uh film. oh yeah this felt like this you watch this and you are oh this is an actual movie yeah there's plot points and yeah there's like an established plot of what like they're actually trying to do and it's yeah. established like pretty much in the first like 10 minutes not <laughs> like the fucking last half an hour like with shakes the clown <laughs> and there's, there's actually a plot like fucking not with going overboard and not with Billy Madison oh, B- Billy Madison's yeah I- I'm gonna give this Billy a- Madison has the loosest plot I'm, g- I'm-, I'm gonna give this a higher rating uh, than Billy Madison right Matt moving on, on to our scores what how many sandbags out of 10 would you give this movie and what kind of flood could they stop? Bear in mind, Ooh, last week you give Cornheads a six point seven. Don't give it a six point seven. Jesus, I really need to think about these more. Eh? <laughs> I'm gonna have such like a skewed graph just from. Oh fuck! It's definitely bad. Like it's way better than Cornheads. Like don't get me wrong, I didn't mind Cornheads, but this is a much better movie. Oh, this is gonna have to be a seven then. Seven. Exact? Yeah, I think this is a good good base for a seven. <laughs> okay, your average has come up to 3.88. Last week, I gave Coneheads a 4.2. Uh, oh, what kind of flood could your seven sandbags start, Matt? Fuck, I have no idea. Right? The flood of people in this fucking mosh pit and the, all these scenes. <laughs> uh, the, the flood of just the rock has just come from nowhere. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, I'm going to give this... I just stole one your idea there. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give this a... I give Coneheads last week a 4.2. Yeah. I'm going to give this a 6.2. I feel like like that's been generous. A full two sandbags up. Yeah. Oh, Matt, the average score is only 0.3 sandbags away from each other. And um, the flood that my 6.2 sandbags could stop is the flood of hot sauce that comes out of a water pistol that looks like a real uh, gun. Nice. I don't, yeah, I don't know if hot sauce comes out of guns like that, but he was, they fully shot that like a, <laughs> like it would work. Yeah. Should we try later on and just put it online? See what happens. I mean, if you've got a spare little water gun lying around, you want to fill it with some, some Tabasco or something? I got hot sauce downstairs. I don't know if I've got a, if I've got a. I've always got hot sauce. Pistol. I just don't have a gun. <laughs> yeah, I, that's my problem as well. Right, Matt. Before we finish, did you find any trivia online? Well, other than the fact that we obviously we both know that this was filmed <laughs> at Nakatomi Plaza. Yep. Um, or like whatever that building is actually supposed to be. Um, not too much. There was a little bit, but I just there's just some stuff on Wikipedia that I was looking at. Like most of it is the fact that that was filmed there. Um, 
they got a couple bands that they wanted to be in the movie, but they turned it down. Yeah, the packed cast again. Yeah, just a ridiculously packed cast. Like, this is such a good cast in this movie. I couldn't get over it. Even if they've only got small parts. Like, Ernie Hudson's obviously not in it for a lot, but he's good. And, like, he's good in it as the hostage negotiator. Uh, Judd Nelson, obviously. Um, can't remember his name in the movie, but famously, like, uh, the, the, ro- the rogue character from The Breakfast Club. Yeah. I was kind of, yeah. Hey, he's uh, great in this, just as a little slimy executive. Michael McCain does a decent role. It's probably his biggest role I think I've seen him in. He is uh, John Bend in The Breakfast Club. That's it. And then, yeah, Mike, Michael McCain, this is much bigger than last week's, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He's definitely in it much more. And then we've got, yeah, David Arquette, Hal Dramus, Alan Covert, Rob Zombie. Fuck Rob Zombie. And Lemmy. <laughs> yeah, Lemmy from go ahead. Um, I, I found... Um, I've, I've had some boring trivia, but I'll, I'll read it out anyway. Um, this was the final film to use the classic uh, 20th Century Fox opening. Really? Yep. That's that's, that's not a boring the, the fact. Final, I mean, depending then, on who you are. But... And, and then after this, it was the the one that most we most know, and the CG coming in and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this was the last film to use the, uh, the classic logo. And then... I've got one goose as well, a couple of goose. Um, when Rex suggests that the tape should be played on the air, Charles replies it can only be done because the mixing console is busted. All radio stations, especially high-profile ones, even the regional ones, have more than one broadcasting booth, in most cases two. So it would just be a matter of switching booths. Which is plot hole. Plot hole. Plot hole. But Call the whole movie off. Did you not disrupt this movie as well? There was a couple of times and they were like, are we still on air? And Ian would just point to the on air thing. being Yeah, read. yeah. But they, they were in a completely different room. Yeah, I, I was thinking that. I was like, like when, they can they hear were... most of what's going on, but they're not even in the fucking studio, though. Yeah, <laughs> like when they went into the meeting room, they were like, are we still on air? And he just points through the window into the next room. Yeah, so what are all these people listening to? Are they just <laughs> listening to, like, white noise? Or, like, has he got music playing? Like, I, I yeah. have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. But do, do you want to... Do, do you know what's coming up next week? Because I don't. Coming up next week, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got something decent, actually. Um, he said, yeah, like, I've got it written here, but I fully don't. I, I've got it here. Um, there might be Happy Gilmore. No, that's... That's the week after. Next week, we have the Steve Martin starring Mixed Nuts. We've I got have Mixed Nuts. I have never seen this movie in my life. I've never even fucking heard of this movie, and I've been looking at that filmography for about a month now. Steve Martin? I think that's Jason Bateman dressed as a woman. Adam Sandler in a silly hat. I think Michael Richards is in it again. <laughs> is he in another one? Is he in three in a row? I think so. Um, Are you sure? Oh, fuck this bastard. I, he's just... I, I've just uh, typed in Mixed Nuts on um, Google and it's just taken me to Holland and Barrett. Nah, I've got the, the Wikipedia, but I can't see his name on the cast list. Leave Schreiber's in it? Oh, no, maybe not then. John Stewart's in it. Gary Shandlin's in it. Rita Wilson. Yeah. Oh, Rob Reiner. Oh. Haley Joel Osmond. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah, next week is Mixed Nuts, I guess. Right, are we ready, I mean, to, we, we ready to go? Because I am. <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. Yeah, I've not really got much else to say. Uh, Mixed Nuts next week. Should yeah. be... Oh, fuck me. I've got no idea. Decent movie this week. I enjoyed that. But two weeks' time is the big one. It's Happy Gilmore. That's probably going to be our peak. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, it's it's pretty much the movie everybody knows and everybody loves. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, two weeks' time, Happy Gilmore. In the meantime, follow us on our social medias at So Sandra's Pod, Instagram, Twitter. You'll find us there. Um, leave us a review on 
iTunes and Spotify. Five stars, please. If you write a nice little message, we'll read it out on the podcast. Send us an email at sosandlerspod at gmail.com. And we'll also read it out. But apart from that, we'll see you next week, I guess. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll yeah. see you next week for some mixed nuts. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.